Welcome to We Call It Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. This is Colin. And I'm Notch. And I'm Caleb. This week, we discuss Fine Starter to the Fire, Pep's Magic Sex Talk, Panting in Soccer, and Notch's obsession with former President George H.W. Bush. Intro music from local band Tectonics. They are selling their EP on Bandcamp. Uh, up until the presidential inauguration, all proceeds from their EP sales are going to Planned Parenthood. Uh, physical copies are $5, and digital is pay what you want. Amazing stuff by Tectonics. Yeah, very solid. Good, good on you, guys. All right, guys, episode two. Episode one uh, ended with Donald Trump being elected president about two hours after we finished. I can't wait to... Wait to hear what happens after we finish recording episode number three. I mean, I think tonight every school, if it's still in session, just needs to evacuate to make sure that a plane doesn't crash into it, killing like a thousand small children, because that that's kind of how it felt last last episode. I'm pretty sure there's going to be a forest fire that destroys every single jungle in this entire planet. That That's what the news <laughs> is going to be. Jeez. I hope we don't have that kind of power. <laughs> we're we're not Peter Parker. We have no res- great responsibility with this. Oh, thank power. goodness! Oh. Yeah, no, 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 I don't think oh. so. I don't think that's that's the way it's gonna go. Um, Phew. Yeah, I did get a little bit of feedback from some people who are listening in, though. They do like the new format, which is cool because uh, I think we like it more too. Yeah, right? definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of fun. Yeah, spend a little mm. less time with you guys. Uh, I did show you guys a bunch of soccer commercials I grew up with, though. Yeah, I think I out of the seven or eight you showed us, I recognized one of them, which I thought was pretty good for me, just in the soccer around 2010. So, yeah, I think I I recognized at least three of them. But given that apparently Thierry Henry was in every single Nike commercial for like eight years, yeah. all of them were <laughs> to my interest. Well, I I mean this is this is the funny thing, you know, I only know all the soccer commercials up until like twenty ten. So I know all the like really good Nike Adidas ones between like ninety six to twenty ten. And that's when I stopped like watching TV and got the cord and started using streams. So I don't know any <laughs> commercials since then. <laughs> Uh, but they're really good. I, there's a famous one from Brazil where the Brazilian 1998 squad, the one that wins the World Cup, is kicking the ball around the, the airport. And that's my favorite, I think. That was my favorite out of a lot. Did that air before or after the World Cup? Before. Okay. That's yeah. pretty cool then. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But if, if they tried any of that today, I don't want to know what would happen to them. <laughs> yeah. I, the TSA would probably just gun all of them down within five seconds. Like the fact that they even got a soccer ball in their carry-on That's bag. a blunt force object they could use, yeah. We were talking about how Sunil Gladi, USSF Federation president, uh, came out this week and said that the Trump presidency doesn't affect the uh, World Cup bit at all, but this kind of incident would, I think, affect Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Just Cup Neymar bit. going down in a hail of glory. And, hey, wait, and he like, does that every single and, game, though. hey <laughs> All right, let's let's uh, let's dive into to this week's soccer news with, uh, again, our house hunting segment for with the major listing service uh, what's up in mls land guys because shock of all shocks i didn't know that they were gonna take a a break for the international friendlies i thought mls didn't do this stuff only during the playoffs which kind of ruins the momentum going to the championship a little bit like they don't do it all year regular season if your t- players are called up tough luck for placing them on the on the field but playoffs yeah, it, it's, yeah. it kind of makes it seem as though you want to have all of your players on your team at all times and that you probably should be taking international breaks off. But right. I, I, I guess not. And there's actually some actual consequences to some teams that are still in the playoffs from this international break. Uh, Tim Howard is out for the year from his... He uh, hurt his abductor muscle yeah. in the game against Mexico and now he can't, He won't be able to play against their... In their uh... I, I prefer saying he hurt his groin. <laughs> no. That just makes me cringe, though. I don't want to say that. <laughs> See, I prefer to use the nomenclature that MLS's website used, calling it a fracture, apparently. <laughs> because An abductor fracture. It, it was, a, it was yeah. a locker room injury, guys. It was a locker room injury. I'm just saying. <laughs> Got grabbed too hard. Oh, see that—that that was that like one inch too far. One inch too uh, anyway. One uh, inch more like six inches. God, <laughs> it's just 
Get out, both of you. Just get, get out. And this oh is when we call it soccer. Oh my god, forever. Uh, speaking, of, speaking of get out, uh, Frank Lampard is announcing his retirement from NYCFC. You know, uh, legend Frank Lampard. Uh, greatest signing in MLS history, Frank Lampard. Bane of Collins', Collins existence, Frank Lampard. Really? Chelsea. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, sorry. Uh, your team... We had trouble with Frank Lampard back in the day, I guess, huh? Yeah, okay. Also yes. leaving his team, my lord and savior, Stevie G. Yeah, yeah. Well, Stevie G is off to Celtic or some crap? Not confirmed. All rumors. Um, I don't want to see him play for another team. It, it hurt to watch him go to L.A. Uh-huh. Um, Jurgen Klopp has said he's welcome back as a coach or just a train at Melwood with, uh, with the team, so... Okay. Yeah. I think he would actually make a good coach. So Yeah. So Caleb, we would appreciate having I, St- We St- would. Stevie yes. <laughs> I didn't speak for all Liverpool supporters when I say we would appreciate uh Stevie G coming back to Anfield or Melbourne. I I'd like him to go to, to, go to Celtic studies playing, you know, NASL Cosmos legend Nico Clowncar, which has anyone heard if Nico Clowncar is gonna get a uh, Cosmos winners medal? Uh if they're do, do they get medals? They do actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't. I don't know. Yeah, uh, maybe they have to. At the end of the ceremony, they have to give them back. Like, okay, guys, we only have eleven of these. Please. I heard. I heard they're made out of the bleachers of Ed Belson. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, Bastian Schweinsteiger uh, of uh, Germany, legend fame. Uh, it might be headed to MLS and not with us. Yeah, to the Chicago Fire, a team that Jermaine Jones didn't want to go to. So, Bastian Schweinsteiger met with a Chicago <laughs> Fire coach. <laughs> Um, he met, he's been kind of courted by other teams, uh, Stuttgart in the Schwein Bundesliga, the second division in Germany. I don't really know because he didn't do that much of a chance with Man United. You don't really know where he's at physically or yeah, fitness wise. I mean, he just started training with Man United, the first team. There again. are enough people who wear German jerseys all over America that I think any Chicago Fire or any MLS team that signs him is going to see enough sales. Like, you know, that kid in Arizona we were talking about who has eight David Villa NYCFG jerseys. That's gonna be Schweinsteiger. Oh, if he yeah, probably. if he came to Man- Minnesota United, I would buy his jersey in a heartbeat. Right, Every, all of us are just wearing his. Like Christian Ramirez, is they'd like, all what be. What the sp- hell happened? Oh no, 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 wait! Johnny Steele would be like, "What the hell happened?" No. They'd all be spelled around on the back, but it'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Hey, Bill Hamid from uh, goalkeeper for DC United is training. Uh, with Swansea City, uh, but Bradley's Swansea City, and the American destruction of the beautiful game in England continues unchecked. Is this is Bill Hamid gonna go to Europe this time, or is it the same as all the last four years? Um, I think it's the same as yeah. every other time. It, he, it, it wouldn't make sense if he for was me at least. Yeah, if he was dominating MLS and like putting up clean sheet after clean sheet. I'd see it, mm-hmm. but he kind of plateaued recently and is not really in the national team picture anymore with uh, Ethan Horvath and William Yar- Yarborough taking that third position instead of him. Yeah. Hey, LAFC though, man, they got a list. They do have a list. So, um, <laughs> it's they a wish list, yeah? Yeah. Um, they apparently leaked out their wish list to ESPN FC. Um, it includes Wayne Rooney, Cesc Fabregas, Luka Modric and unicorns. Javi. The uh, the answer to all of life's questions. Um, Forty two. Let's see the Midas touch. All things that LAFC wants, but will not have. Just like Rooney, Fabregas, Luka Modric, all together. Right. Like I I would love to see them try. <laughs> this this reminds me of FIFA. You can send scouts out in your career mode, and <laughs> I'll be like a a bottom division like. Uh, English team and my style come back like, hey, Wayne Rooney, you should sign him. No, I, it's not going to happen, Stout. There's no way Wayne that Rooney's I can really, that. Alexis Sanchez is a good player. You should sign him too. No, uh, no, I'm not going to be able to sign him. By the way, Rooney, Fabregas, and Luka Modric, well, these guys have like a copy of FIFA 11 that they're still playing. <laughs> that they're like, okay, guys, these guys are really good. Like, get me this dude. Like, like, what's Fabregas funny is, is still a valid option. Modric, I think, too. He plays yeah. a lot of the Euros. Modric, I... I would see maybe a little bit more, but n- no. Although, funny story, uh-huh. I did upgrade to Football Manager 17. I still play FIFA 12 
<laughs> on Xbox. The horror. I know it's it's bad, but it's, pretty it's pretty awesome. Bad. Hey, one big huge piece of news that occurred like you know, I think I think it happened recently enough that we can call it breaking news, right? It yeah. happened like a couple hours I ago. I feel like we're the first podcast to report on it. Atlanta United had this huge event to re- reveal their kits and they are apparently now rebranded to the Atlanta Metro Stars. <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically, very bold move by Arthur Blank, I think. So we'll have Atlanta Monsters next year, or like uh, you know, like Monster Energy. Drink yeah, reference. Yeah. You guys are not laughing enough. This is a hilarious <laughs> joke. Okay, come on. I I came up with that like hours ago. You know, I was like waiting for the right moment, and then like, eh, dude, that. I'm still hungover from last Tuesday. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so so the new kits. Do you like them? No, no. I mean, they're very generic. Someone oh. on Reddit. Said that they they're basically the uh, home kits for Montreal, just red and black instead of blue and black. Yeah. So I mean, it. I feel very confident that we'll, that as the two expansion teams, we'll have the better kits. I they looked really weird. I I there was something yeah. that was tweak, tweaking me out. I think it might have been that all three players that they had at the announcement wearing the new kit had the jersey tucked into their shorts. That's just strange, man. Right. It's just weird, man. That's that's like the kind of kid who sits in the front of the the classroom and asks the teacher, like, "Is there any homework today?" You know, she's about to walk out, and you're like, "Is there any homework? Do we have anything? You didn't say anything." Every the whole class is like throwing like pieces of paper at him, spitballs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, for me at least, I've never been a fan of vertical stripes. I'm much more of a hoop fan myself. Ah, okay. You have strong preferences related to kids. Um, only when it comes to stripes. Okay. Chevrons, I could care less, but. Yeah. Big you know, fan of the loon wing. Just it is a great, it's a great it is a great. Yeah, I hope we keep that. Yeah. Speaking speaking of that, let's let's go into our loon monitoring section and uh, see what kind of birds we got in the lake this week. <laughs> there are no confirmed birds on the lake. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's all man! All decoys and traps and rumors and stuff. So Marius Rovda is reportedly set to become the goalkeeping coach. Um, Previously coached for Vancouver um, up through really their expansion year up until okay. now. What's um, he been doing in the meantime? Uh, lots. Um, he helped pretty much build David Usted into mm-hmm. a top five or so goalkeeper in the league. Um, made it so Joe Cannon of almost John Bush level age um so was, he almost missed a penalty in the nsl final almost oh, so almost frustrated about but that. you know he, he was 37 <laughs> and yet still found a way to set the record for longest period not allowing a goal so yeah joe cannon yeah okay yeah cool. so it's it, there's some solid work that he's done in vancouver um mm-hmm. goalkeeping has pretty much been their one claim to fame aside okay. from San Vetso. So cool. So so this guy might actually be really good for us, particularly if you bring in a young goalie who needs experience, like for example uh, Sammy, or experience help. Yeah. Sammy and Jacques. Right. <laughs> Maybe him, the guy who So from Wild Jelly. Wild social media over analysis section. Oh yeah. Uh so Sammy and Jacques uh changed his cover photo on Facebook to a picture of him from the Minnesota United website with the words Forever United. MLS symbol is in the corner, and below it is uh, Minnesota United 2017 plays at TCF Main Stadium. So confirmed, basically. Uh, like, this is as good as Bill McGuire, Dr. Bill McGuire stepping into this place, being like, guys, I have a breaking news announcement for We Call It Soccer for your second episode. Sammy Najak is staying. That's, I mean, it's essentially the same I thing. Mean, are we overanalyzing this too much? I yes. think I'm going to say... I'm- <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, Colin. <laughs> Look, I mean, there there is literally no news that has come out. I keep checking the Minnesota United <laughs> website just to see if they accidentally leak something. And that's how far of no news there is. You're not even getting the, whoops, I wasn't supposed to post this until <laughs> like 12 hours from now. But like... I'm 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 at like seventy five percent sure that Sammy's gonna sign. Okay, 
Right. I was at like 70 before this, so it's not that big of a movement up for me. But So, okay. Caleb's opening a betting shop, everybody. Uh, you know, if you want to bet against him, he'll take the bet. And uh, I don't have a problem. We, we This podcast does need sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> keep going darker and darker. <laughs> By the way, uh, Empire of Soccer at 55-1, within like minutes to seconds of each other, published... Two conflicting articles with two different set of sources suggesting two different coaches are about to be revealed as Minnesota United's head coach for MLS. Yeah, so Empire of Soccer, um, you would expect them to have big news about New York-based coaches, uh, but it turns out that they believe that Adrian Heath is expected to sign for Formerly of- Orlando City. Um, spent about a year there, and then... Um, he and literally everybody in the coaching staff got torpedoed out of there. Um, 55-1, on the other hand, um, decided to break it that Gio Savarisi is the top candidate for the position. Um, thoughts? Do you guys remember when Gio Savarisi was made to sit in the stands at Nessie for uh, a Cosmos game? Yeah, what year was that again? 2014. Okay, yeah. And, and the dark clouds had like a thing where, where uh, the first person to go on social media and take a photo with Gio. Would get. <laughs> and so, so the security at Nessie was trying to prevent like Doreen and Jim and a few people from getting into the grandstand <laughs> so they could find Jim, oh, managed to find him that. and take a photo. Awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, Fox Soccer also reported this Savarese thing, yeah? Yes. So I'm, I'm leaning maybe a little more confident towards Savarese. Um, but then again... Who knows at this point? I would actually prefer Savarese. Me too. Um, me too. Heath already transitioned with ML from with an MLS team from a lower league and only made it about a year. Uh, Savarese, even though he hasn't coached in the top flight in American soccer yet, he's shown a lot of he's he's won trophies at, at the, with the Cosmos and has. Yeah, but does that really? I'm just kidding. Well, this past season, I think yes, it's uh, it matters. It matters. Yeah. It matters. It, it does. We're trying to say that a bunch of guys from this year's Minnesota United NASL team deserve to come into the team because their NASL form matters. Well, so. we've been breaching and talking about the NASL coaches and NA, the NASL a second ago. So let's let's talk about pyramid schemes and talk about the rest of the United States pyramid. Uh, the first thing that we gotta we gotta mention is that the Cosmos are the NASL champions. Hooray! Could you like put crickets in that silence? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that's. <laughs> I- I'm pretty sure, like. That was the only way that this could have been a worse location if they were playing at the cricket ground of the Fort Lauderdale <laughs> <so I could laughs> play at. It's because because the Cosmos were playing again, and you know this is we've been joking about this for weeks, but sorry, it, it's just hilarious. They're playing at Belson, and they got what two thousand one hundred into the stand, something like that. They didn't even sell it out. Well, <laughs> if they would have had that at the cricket ground, Fort Lauderdale would have freaked out. How did you get that many, that many st- fans in the stands? I don't understand. 2,000? <laughs> what? What? That was possible? Yeah. I didn't know this was going to happen. Although, uh, let's be fair, the Cosmos themselves did actually say, oh my God, how how did this happen? There's this many people in New York City? Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, yeah, exactly. Like, it, I'm sorry, but you can get 2,150 random people just to be in the same spot in new york city without even trying i'm pretty sure there are like popular pizza joints in, in new york that have 2100 people 150 people in there at any one time absolutely yeah i mean like if i wanted to watch it i could have maybe gotten a vpn server and said that i lived in canada because then i could stream it on the nasl website right <laughs> like they had the technology to be able to do it but yeah. They had CBS Sports Network. <laughs> I mean, in, in their defense, the Canadians have been getting a shaft for like so long in the NASL world that this was like the one time they were like, ha ha, take that, Southern Cousins. Um, <laughs> sorry. Sorry we had to, yeah, sorry we had like to do that. But Yeah, exactly, right? Uh, so this game ended nil-nil and went to penalties where, as I referenced before, Tim Hankinson was like, ha ha. Louis Van Hall that one time changed the goalkeeper. 
and he forgot half of what Louis van Gaal had done. And he, <laughs> he was like, instead of substituting the goalkeepers, he's like, that's right. He made the goalkeeper take the penalty, didn't he? Yeah, that, that, that's totally what happened. Let's have John Bush out to take the third penalty. The, what the hell? The third penalty. They, uh, they were... I was following the Indy 11 uh-huh. live uh, Twitter account, and Bush takes third penalty and misses, or he's tied or something. Like, Bush, who's the outfield player for India that's last name is Bush? I'm pretty sure 90-plus-year-old former president George H.W. Bush would take a better penalty than goalkeeper John Bush, okay? Although, funny story, with him skying it like that, it actually went out of the stadium and then hit his Dodge Caravan right in the front windshield. Didn't make a crack, though. Really? Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. I thought you were going to make a reference to how George H.W. Bush jumps out of planes on every one of his birthdays. Although I think last time he did it was his 89th birthday. I thought you were going to say, like, he kicked the ball so high that President George H.W. Bush, before he jumped out of the plane, the ball came in. It's a pained reference, okay? You Don't act fucking like, look at me like you that. You act like we are on the exact same wavelength. <laughs> how am I going to catch that one? <laughs> 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 oh man uh, moving along to um more nasl news because hey there there actually is a surprising amount of it uh, the real hawks say a new state of soccer is coming in 21 days actually and now i think it's like 20 days like nine hours and 52 minutes and 38 seconds but who's counting right uh there's a countdown they changed their entire website so this is a rebrand yeah we kind of this before the season this past season they're doing a rebrand after the whole um incident Two seasons ago. So it's going to be the Carolina Hawk Rail. Yeah! Nailed it! What's a Hawk Rail? It's I, a train. I finally figured out what the Rail Hawk is. <laughs> What's a Hawk Rail? It's a train that chases birds. That makes a lot more sense than a Rail Hawk. Yeah. Right? Yeah. right? Yeah. That right. really does. That would be like the most inconvenient like bird chasers. Like, no, we would were, we were trace these migratory patterns, but the train tracks go the other way. No. Oh, so um, there are a lot of different trademarks. Mm-hmm. Which one would you like, guys like to see? Uh, AC Carolina, just to piss off all the American soccer fans who are like, let's keep the Europe names out of our league, eh? Come on. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> Americans? Because you went A there. Okay, I, that was a, yeah. You're just like one sorry away from mis- ta- like being full Canadian. Like I'm, I'm, I'm about to hand you some Tim Hortons right now. Hey, there's... there's, there's there's one on, on, in Dickytown now. And there's yeah. going to be one at the Mall of America that's, like, even close to my house. I'm so excited. Maybe that's Minnesota really cool. will succeed to Canada That'll and we'll wonderful. just avoid this oh, whole Trump so, so it'll be Oregon, Washington, California, and Minnesota all going over to Canada. I, w- I, would, I, would, I would be happy if that happened. Big Trudeau yeah. fan. Big Trudeau fan. Yeah, yeah he is dreamy. Um, Raya OKC has not paid their players. And this was a tweet by a big player management agency. Yeah, Global Premier Management tweeted, and I quote, at mm-hmm. NASL official club at Rio OKC has not paid numerous players today. Hashtag NASL, hashtag time to pay up. It's it's strikingly rare for player agents to do anything but tweet out press releases from Unless your 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 uh, client is uh, Yaya Toure. That's that's In a very case, good point. You start throwing shade publicly through the press and Twitter at the manager, who's one of the best managers in soccer today. Uh, you tell your player to complain about lack of birthday cakes. You just you just do anything that you'd really want. Um, if your if your client is Yaya Toure, uh, no good segue here, but uh, from Yaya Toure to the NPSL because uh, those two <laughs> things are about as far in this world as things could be. Uh, Although, given Yaya's current level, maybe he's going to play in the NPSL next year. It'd be very exciting, very yeah. exciting. Uh, Joe Barone, the uh, NASL NPSL commissioner, announced was speaking was speaking to a website called Soccer America about the three teams that left the NPSL, the North County Battalion, Tobacco Road FC, and the Myrtle Beach Mutiny. And he had basically a bunch of quotes that said that the NPSL's teams are being tempted away by rival leagues, that there's a great deal of instability, that, that no one's stepping in to kind of normalize the situation. And and he was basically, his, his sentiment was, we're trying to build something here. There are a bunch of people coming in trying to screw it up. 
there have been a bunch of leagues that have taken in former NPSL teams. Like, for example, the league that uh, Minneapolis City FC plays in is composed of at least, I think, it's like two or three former mm-hmm. NPSL teams. So I don't find this particularly hard to believe, but it is coming from a biased source, which is the commissioner of the NPSL. It's The quotes read much more like a hissy fit than anything else because uh-huh. you know it's it's basically we're doing all of these great things and yet somebody else comes in and they just want to go to greener pastures like get over it maybe <laughs> sure sure yeah uh speaking of getting over it the uh, nasl and usl uh might have to get over it someday because sunil gladi president of the united states soccer federation is was having he said they weren't joint meetings, but he confirmed that they had met with the NASL leadership uh, multiple times in the last two or three weeks. He's had three or four in-person meetings, including one that involved multiple owners and a lot of other phone conversations. He said that he's met with the USL leadership. So there wasn't any hint of what is going to happen with divisional sanctioning between those two leagues or whether there's going to be some sort of mea culpa, whether they're going to be sitting in a tree, KISS. ING at any time soon but he did say that you know there was that weird tweet that he that he pointed out about him meeting them he said that tweet was really to let people know that we were engaged with both groups and talking to them about various issues that matter to each of them and to the sport in this country it was essentially saying relax so anyway why, why don't we at this point take a break and we'll come back with the the sewer with our US Mutant Ninja Turtles a bunch of European news international friendly news lots of other stuff and we'll finish off with some tinfoil hat theories from uh, from Colin. I like me some conspiracies. And welcome back to top. Oh no, sorry. Uh, we call it soccer. It's a more dignified podcast now. A second episode, and uh, we just popped on Twitter halfway through recording. And this time, guess what? We didn't have to record the first section of our uh, of our show again. And I, w- all I saw, I just saw one thing, which is that the U.S. lost to Costa Rica 4-0 just now, okay? I don't know what happened. You guys don't know what happened. I want you to recreate this game from your best guess. What happened, guys? What went wrong in this game? We probably went back to the 3-5-2 after they scored their first goal. Like, this will work better. Right. And then, but everyone's playing out of position. He put, like, Bobby Wood in goal. Pulisic is, like, just roaming between the whole entire field, going back and forth, and ran his legs off. And is now, you know, never to play soccer again because everything's going to go bad for U.S. soccer from now on. And then Michael Bradley played, again, his worst game ever, which seems to happen after every single international that's game. That's actually a pretty good bet. Like, yeah. that's, I'm pretty <laughs> that, sure there are going to be people fair. complaining about Bradley, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I'm. My guess is that Jurgen Klinsmann was fired at halftime and was replaced with Donald Trump. Okay, topical <laughs> reference there. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> Donald Trump attempted uh, to make U.S. soccer great again, and uh-huh. look what happened. They just spent okay. the whole entire game building a wall. Yeah. Well, with Rudy Giuliani at center back, it's kind of not a surprise God. or something. <laughs> and 90-plus-year-old President George H.W. Bush was in goal. Uh, so he he finally landed in goal after he jumped out of that plane. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So um, I think the people will say that the decision not to start Yedlin was up going to be a problem, like you suggested, Colin. Uh, I'm going to say that um, it was very surprising how ineffective our defense was. Okay. Um, Timmy Chandler was not as effective as people thought he was going to be. Uh, I'm going to say that too. Which is saying something. Right. Um, <laughs> and other other predictions of what we think went wrong with this game um, that we didn't watch. Matt Beasley was playing a left back, which is baffling. Okay. All right. So now, listeners, you know what happened. You watched this game. We didn't. We're going to maybe go back and watch the highlights later. Let us know how many of our predictions we actually got right, okay? Because these are just wild stabs in the dark. And... Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm putting my money on former President George H.W. Bush, okay, being there. So, anyway, uh, they did also lose to Mexico, and and we don't really need to spend a lot of time on this because this newest result is going to overshadow everything that happened before the U.S. national team. Very clearly. Yeah, but all we need to really say is that we lost to Mexico 2-1. 
Mexico played out of their minds. I thought America played pretty well in the second half. Second half was good, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think the most important thing is that this means that we don't have to be playing these huge qualifiers in Columbus anymore. The Women's Ninja Turtles played against Romania and won 5-0. Hey, a successful U.S. national team. I did not know it could be possible. <laughs> they finished the last game in 2016. They finished the year uh, with 23 wins, zero losses, and three draws. At this point, I think the U.S. women's and turtles should just become the Harlem Globetrotters of women's soccer <laughs> and just tour the world like defeating people. You do realize that this is what they were doing by right. playing the Romania generals. Okay, so let's set about that. Let's get out of the sewer and go to the pub. What's our pub called this week, guys? This week, we are going to the Cock and Bulls pub. Oh, I see. Okay. The, we the don't want to stay here too late after night. It gets a little hairy. <laughs> hey, that was a joke last week. <laughs> was it really? Yeah, really. Uh, it was, That's man. where I doubted from then. Cause I thought I was really funny with that, but apparently not. Yeah, keep up, man. Yeah. Uh, so what's what's going on in the EPL this week, guys? Uh, not a whole lot. Just international break stuff. But a news story came out from a French newspaper, Le Equipe, from Samir Nazri, uh, on loan midfielder at Sevilla, who's a French national player who's on loan from Manchester City, who said that Pep Guardiola has given Manchester City players a sex curfew. Basically, he told them that if they're going to have sex, they should have they should finish by midnight in order to get a good night's sleep. How does that conversation even start? Like, and, and not everybody there, I'm sure, speaks Spanish. So how does Pep Guardiola... Like, there's a translator there who has to convert everything he's saying. I, I think they, like... He sat him down. They showed like a videotape from like the eighties or whatever, and they're like, "All right, guys." There was a cucumber involved. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just imagine that awkward health class we all had, and that's what happened in the Manchester City locker room. Okay, and Yara Toure's agent was there. Yes, of course. Of course. Although to there be a, no to, birthday cake though. No. Yeah, my best guess is that it was actually the translator. So Guardiola was saying, "You know what? Abstinence only. Abstinence only." The translator was like, ah, man, this is just way too mean to these guys. I I need to soften this a little bit. Um, okay. This whole time, Guardiola's success in soccer management has just been this nameless translator. <laughs> you know, there's this, 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 that like joke about how like Albert Einstein was in a taxi going to a lecture and his driver said, I can give that lecture. And he went and gave the lecture and that man's name, Albert Einstein II or something, you know, like that joke on the internet. Mm-hmm. This is actually the real life of Pep Guardiola. Well, well Pep Guardiola's teaching is a uh, like teaching them sex ed like it's the Gremlins, not after midnight. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Okay, well, I'm glad there isn't much more EPL news. Um, also, definitely no sex in David Moyes' dark room that he goes to after every loss, which he's probably still sitting. Uh, probably just with uh, with his right hand. <laughs> okay. Hey, um, I I have a fifty fifty shot of being right with that one. All right, let's let's move let's move on to they don't call it soccer. Our segment about international soccer. Um, and the first thing we need to talk about is <laughs> Poppy Gate, which is the the English and Scottish national teams wanted to wear a poppy, which is a symbol of uh, their respect for their veterans for what they call Armistice Day, the day that I believe uh, World War One ended. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a law put on the books by FIFA, which was passed by all the... Uh, I believe it was actually proposed by the, the federations in the United Kingdom that said there shouldn't be political statements on jerseys. Then FIFA took, it in, took that into advising and passed it themselves. And this poppy is a political symbol. Now, there's a lot of like discussion about is veterans okay? Like, is it actually become politicized as a symbol? It didn't originally start. All I want to say is... You don't want the Syrian national team, for example, run under the regime of Bashar al-Assad, putting a remembrance of their veterans in the Syrian civil war. I'm not taking a side in that conflict right now. Uh, By the way, I'm just saying that that is a really loaded thing to do. Say, for example, Russia wants to put on a a symbol for their veterans who have died in Chechnya. That's really complicated. And do you really want international soccer to have to deal with that? Probably not. I think FIFA's covering their own 
butts with just kind of a blanket statement to say no political thing, including veterans. Just that they probably didn't care that much about the poppies in England and Scotland, but just to so no teams in Russia or Syria can be like, hey, they're wearing the poppies. Why can't we wear our thing? Yeah, it's just kind of a blanket statement. I think that's safe for FIFA. So just so you know, England and Scotland did wear the poppies, and they're going to get fined. <laughs> so yeah. that that I mean, yeah. yeah, and I think. I guess the spirit of it makes me say it's okay that they accept that they're going to get fined. They did it anyway. Okay. Okay. Uh, Alcohol is going to be banned from public places of the Qatar World Cup. So there will be some faraway places, according to this Qatari minister that was talking uh, to the news, who said uh, there'll be alcohol in faraway places, but it won't be on the streets. If we needed any more reason to move the World Cup from Qatar, this is just reason 7,932. I'm just saying, which states legalized weed last week? Um, We could have a World Cup that goes from not having beer (laughs) on the streets to having, you know, weed everywhere, man. Peace, love. They still say that, right? Potted still say peace, love. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and wear yeah. like just tie-dye don't, shirts. Yeah, don't and... stop yes. saying that. Keep saying that. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, for Cheech sure. Cheech and Chong are like the new thing, right? Yeah, yeah. they're yeah. definitely also a new say thing. no to Vietnam, guys. What? Yeah. Okay. What? You're, you're what, so hip. Yeah. What is it with these political statements, man? <laughs> <laughs> so um, the international break meant that we didn't really have any league soccer to cover, but we did have a bunch of international games. Yeah, including a bunch of international beatdowns, including uh, Germany beating San Marino by a grand score of eight nil. Former Arsenal player Serge Gnabry with the please with the don't remind me of how good Serge Gnabry is doing this year. Dude, it, he had a hat trick for San so Marino. Sad. Let's just let's just ease off the, the gas a little bit. He had a hat trick versus San Marino. It's that was going to be all right. Yeah. Um, so after this, um, Thomas Muller called the game into question saying that playing a, quote, team of amateurs in a World Cup qualifier was only a risk of injury to the Germans. Well, the the guy from uh, the, the San Marino press squad actually took him to task, which was and said something really, really amazing, which he listed, I think, 10 different reasons that uh, were basically a beat down on Thomas Muller. But the one line that I absolutely just loved the most was, number four, it was helpful to prove that you Germans will never change and that history did not teach you that the pres- that presumption doesn't always mean, quote-unquote, victory. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Damn. Oh, my God. This uh, list of ten reasons was actually released by BuzzFeed, so you didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Number seven will blow your mind. <laughs> Um, Gianluigi Buffon, Gigi Buffon of the Italian national team, the goalkeeper, equaled the European record of 167 caps when he started uh, 45 minutes, or he played 45 minutes against Germany before the AC Milan goalkeeper, um, what's his name, Donnarumma, Donnarumma, Gianluigi Donnarumma. Yeah, he who came on and finished the game. Buffon kept a clean sheet. Guys, do you know who the uh, dude who has the most number of international caps ever is? Um, do you want me to guess, or do you want me to read it off of our notes? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I could guess, but I I want to sound right. I mean, honestly, I would have guessed Buffon. I mean, we established last week that everything that we're saying is actually scripted, so we're just <laughs> reading notes. Here it says, do you want me to guess, or is it, um, like, Caleb, do you want me to guess? <laughs> Um, it's actually Ahmed Hassan, who's an Egyptian international. He holds a men's all-time record with 184. That's incredible, dude. Yeah, that's that's solid. I mean... Even the guy who's second is from Egypt. Like, is there a reason that Egypt has guys that play almost 200 games? Uh, it helps in the mummification process. It's like formaldehyde, basically. <laughs> right. Um, anyway, uh, Kobe Jones, by the way, is the highest American. He's actually ninth in, in the that's, list of... It's not bad. That's, yeah, that's the first time an American player has been in the top 10 of any soccer list, except for Freddie Adu as, like, worst wonder kid. <laughs> so that's good. We, we're we're, we're progressing. <laughs> uh, yeah, Kobe Jones is 164, by the way, uh, caps. 
uh, uh, probably the, my favorite story of the international break. A Bosnian <laughs> forward and also Roma forward, uh, Edin Dzeko, was sent off in a match against Greece for for panting an opposing player. <laughs> for for pantsing an opposing player. So beautiful. Yeah. So he gets tripped up, I think, and then. While he's writhing around on the ground, he just decides, you know what? This guy needs to really pay for his sins. So he grabs at the pant leg or the short leg or whatever you would call it and just tries to tug it down in one fail swoop. Also, Fails. I'm pretty sure this guy's butt was over his head. Not oh, yes. the ideal type yeah. of horrible positioning. Yeah. Like, this was in the 76th minute, and he is pulling a guy's shorts directly into his face. It's a good thing it wasn't Gary Lineker, okay, is all I'm going to say. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm just... There's no reason. <laughs> Unless he I, I, was a very big fan of that Alec Baldwin sketch about sweaty balls. <laughs> also, by the way, you know sometimes these pantsings happen, and the guys like side profile us the camera. No, we got like the full butt shot. The full butt shot. Dudes wearing tidy whities, and Jeto then trips him, so he falls on his butt <laughs> as like Jeto's getting up. That, that's like it's insulting. It's it's perfect. I think it's my the... my favorite part of it though is that as he's getting pantsed and before the trip, um, the grease player was just. Looking down and like, why is it all of a sudden drafty? What, what, <laughs> what, what the? F- and then he gets tripped. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that right before midnight, there's a bunch of Manchester City players hopping out of hotel rooms with their pants the same way, like tripping with their <laughs> pants around their ankles. No, gotta get out of here before I turn into a pumpkin. <laughs> it's go watch the video, guys. Just you got you gotta. But the, do it. While, so he got a red card for this, and there was a BBC article talking about the worst red cards of all time. Which my favorite was this former Macedonian international. <laughs> 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 Scored it's a beautiful chip goal. <laughs> took his pants off, like meticulously. Not like, not wasn't like raging and like pulled him off. He like slowly took him off, put him on his head, <laughs> turned to the crowd, and then gave like finger guns, like pop, 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 pop. Then he gets his second yellow sent off. He goes to put his pants on, but like stops at his butt. So his butt's still hanging out. His shorts are like just below his butt. He's like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna hang out here for a little bit and like. Complain about my red card and his shorts are on backwards. It's just a mess. Oh god, it was beautiful. Beautiful oh, goal man. too, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. great goal. Hey, speaking of beautiful goals, uh, Felipe Coutinho scored a beauty when Brazil played beauty Argentina. Beauty of a goal. Uh, open, he opened scoring. Uh, just peeled off a defender, dribbled towards the eighteen yard box, and la- sent a laser beam to, to the top ninety. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brazil ended up beating Argentina three nothing, which is it's not an ups. It's not really a big upset because they're pretty even on the FIFA rankings, but it's not. It's surprising that they beat them by so much. Argentina needed this game, and yeah. and they came back and beat Colombia, so their prospects aren't as bad as some people were making it out to be right after this Brazil game ended. But it's it wasn't a good result for Argentina at all. There's a lot of popular sentiment in Argentina, as there has been for a long time. Guys like Aguero, Di Maria, Messi, they go off and they do really good things in Europe. But when you come and play for the national team, nothing happens. It's pretty shocking. Is it that shocking when you have a number of guys who really thrive as being the top gun for any side that they go into? Well, but but you look at some some squads where that you know you you you've brought guys like that back. When you look at, for example. Um, I'm trying to think of the World Cup winning squad with Germany last year. There was a bunch of guys who were really, really freaking good. They gelled. You know, you're looking at the World Cup winning squad of 1998. A, a lot of those guys for Germany pl- play for Bayern Munich, though. Yeah. So they have history of playing as a team. Yeah, they either play for Bayern Munich or I think a lot of them were okay, also playing Italy for Dortmund. Okay, Italy in 2006. So. Yeah, Italy in 2006. Okay. All right. Yeah, that one's that one's more of a, a yeah. I, I think you can do it. You just it, it requires something. I think one of the bigger problems here is something that Mauricio Pochettino, uh, Spurs manager, brought up. He's a former Argentina international, and he was being interviewed. He said that 
From the outside looking in, one sees disintegration reasons of concern. And he's talking about the the Argentinian Football Federation, which the funny thing is, there was a guy who, a FIFA vice president, who had led the organization, the federation, since the 70s. He died in, nine, in, in 2014. And since then, FIFA has been overseeing the operations of the Argentinian Soccer Federation because there's just been so much upheaval. Wait, something that's being run by FIFA just completely falling to shit? What? <laughs> I don't really understand what's happening. Yeah, that doesn't right. make I, sense. I'm so confused. It's, uh, it is uh, it is a little bit of a weird situation. Also, I, I will say in Brazil's favor, that 3-0 win came at the same location that they lost 7-0 to Germany. So that's pretty great. All right, moving along. England beat Scotland 3-0. Shock. Some people were rating Scotland. Some people thought Scotland could pull this through. Uh, the manager of Scotland isn't doing so well, though. Yeah, Gordon Strachan might be on his way out about as much as Jurgen Klinsmann might be on his way out after tonight. Um, the thing, though, is Klinsmann didn't piss off all of the international soccer media, which Strachan was pretty terrible about the way he treated uh, reporters. So, so this isn't something that I think, I think the press might be, uh, looking for a scalp here a little bit, although I think Mm -hmm. it it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world for Scotland. They are apparently looking at David Moyes as an ex Scottish manager. Sources, sources say that Moyes might be the next manager. I could make another joke about David Moyes in his dark room, but I'm not going to. He's just a photography enthusiast guys. Uh, There's a there's a great video by the way from the Copa Suda America of a guy, a player um, who is running with the ball and his opponent grabs his jersey and, and trying to deliberately get a red, yellow card to stop this mm-hmm. guy's good run yeah. and this guy actually drags the player holding his jersey about five feet. I am watching this right now and it, he like Superman slides for it too. That's the brilliant part. This is. This is the second best GIF I've seen this GIF. week. Second best, uh, our, GIF. our listeners do care. I am a choosy mom. I choose GIF. Right. How many uh, gigabytes are on your phone? Just wondering. <laughs> the, the the player who gets who's who's getting fouled is from a team called Chapaca NC, and the guy who's grabbing him is from a player called a uh, team called San Lorenzo. If you're if you're curious about this, but uh, if you can Google Google this and check it out, it's it's a pretty fantastic moment. Indeed, indeed. Um, before we wrap up, um, it might be a, a good time for me to uh, do our little Reynolds wrap up with some <laughs> solid conspiracy theories of the week. Um, we were soliciting conspiracy theories on Twitter today, and nobody ended up sending me anything. So. Um, This week, apparently, Kim Jong-un, the dear leader of North Korea, uh, promised to produce players with more talent than Lionel Messi. So I threw this on here, Colin, because I was like, (laughs) I don't understand how North Korea is going to do this, but there has to be a good reason, because Kim Jong-un doesn't say anything unless he means it, and it's going to be reality. See, here's the thing. I'm actually very disappointed that he's saying that the country is going to produce them. His father, Kim Jong-il was born under a double rainbow and once shot an 18 on an 18-hole golf course. This is 18 holes in one. Yes, 18 holes in one. I have also done, but I do not run a totalitarian regime in a a country located in Asia. All I'm saying is... (laughs) All I'm saying is this. Mm -hmm. If this were Kim Jong-il, he would be better than Messi. Like... Kim Jong-un is waiting for this stuff to be outsourced. He needs to start doing it his own damn self. So what you're saying is that he can actually play better than Messi himself. So when he says... No, he should be able to if he is indeed from the same stock that his father is from. Yeah, but what if that's, that's the conspiracy right here? Is that he knows he's better than Messi. So when he says promises to produce, he knows that it's going to happen because he's been... He's been training this whole time. Ronaldo. Do we know what he does between Real Madrid games? Maybe he's flying to North Korea and training with Kim Jong-un. Has anyone Possibly. thought about this? Have, have, have we looked at I think Ronaldo's he's too busy movies? spending time at his own museum about himself. 
I, I think so. so. Oh, yeah. Hey, yeah. by the way, there was a really cool um, image I saw on the internet with text on it, which totally means it's real, which is this fan meeting Ronaldo and attempting to say something in Portuguese. The audience laughs and, and Ronaldo chastising them, saying like, hey, this no. guy, like, that he's trying. You, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't laugh at that. And that was pretty cool. Yeah. He didn't be a cool guy sometimes, which is frustrating because on the pitch, he's such a whiny little bitch if he okay, doesn't score tell me how you really feel Caleb <sighs> about Cristiano Ronaldo um steaming hot take coming from Caleb right? I mean no one else feels this way guys I'm the only one who hates Ronaldo a little bit um one, one little funny bit of news that I'll leave you guys with from India which is that 35,000 fans of a team called the Kerala Blasters because you know MLS naming conventions made it over to India are going to wear Zinedine Zidane masks because their opponent is going to be uh, coached by Marco Materazzi, the guy that Zidane oh. head-butted. Uh, though apparently, there was some fight at a previous game that Materazzi got involved in as the coach, and the, the fans got righteously offended. So now the the leaders of their supporters group are going to make 35,000 people wear Zidane masks. I'm pretty sure that's, ta- that's like taunting Benny Failhaber by wearing 35,000 Jurgen Klinsmann masks. After Jurgen Klinsmann gets fired, which is going to happen in a few hours' time. Indeed, indeed. I mean, I'm just amazed that 35,000 Zidane masks actually exist. They've just been in a warehouse. You know that Indiana Jones warehouse where they have those, like, crates being pushed? There was one Mm -hmm. of those crates being pushed right after the uh, 2006 World Cup final, and they just opened it back up. So we're going to find the arc of the covenant any day now. I hope not. I mean, the last guys that opened that up... Faces melted. It wasn't wasn't a good sign. But they were Nazis, so this might be the one thing that Bernie Sanders fans are looking for to like change the fate of the election. All of a sudden, the Ark of the Covenant shows up, and Breitbart News just shuts down. Uh, anyway, uh, this has been We Call It Soccer. My name is Notch. You can find me at TW United Fans. All right, if you have conspiracy theories, uh, Colin, where do they tweet you? Um, you can find me at the attachment. If you want to tell Caleb how the USA versus Costa Rica game went, because he just tweeted out asking how it went, where can they find you, Caleb? Uh, I'm at kolson716. Brilliant. We will come back with episode three next week. Until then, goodbye, everybody. Clinton out.